0: Welcome to the Impact Columbus podcast. It's season three and this season we're focusing on the journey to and through early parenthood. Along the way we're sharing content around pregnancy delivery and all things baby. This month we are joined by Dr. Rachel Reed, OBGYN to talk about what to expect in the first trimester of pregnancy. I feel like you need no introduction at this <laughs> point, but if you could introduce yourself, that'd Absolutely. be great. Absolutely,
1: Thank you, Patty. Um, I'm Dr. Rachel Reed. I'm an OBGYN here in Columbus. I've been here in practice for a little over 13 years now. i um, doing full spectrum OB and GYN care. All the yep.
0: things.
1: All the things. That's all right. All the things.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's just kind of dive in. So mom finds out she's pregnant. First thing she does is, you know, her Instagram that's worthy right. announcement, mm-hmm. all that. Um, but like then what? What does mom need to be doing right off the bat when she finds out she's pregnant? Absolutely. So
1: first thing, call your doctor
0: um, and
1: start working on establishing prenatal care. If you um, or if mom has already had, you know, is already an established GYN patient, she should just be able to assume she wants to continue care at that office, notify her office that she's had a positive pregnancy test. Um, If she's never been seen locally in her community, then... um, figuring out where she might want to have care. That can be as simple as talking to friends and family and see who they see and if they've had good experiences or maybe talking to her primary care doc and, um, you know, seeing if they have recommendations. You shouldn't need a referral for obstetric care. Um, So if you... If a patient or a woman isn't established with an OBGYN office, she doesn't have to see her own primary care office to get a referral for pregnancy. She should simply just be able to call um, an OB office and explain she's newly pregnant and needs to, to get OB care.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we try to make it as easy as possible. Right. Once she sort of calls for that appointment, she won't be seen right away. Most offices will do that initial visit, um, it can vary based on the way the office works, but somewhere between six and eight weeks of pregnancy, um, maybe even up to 10 weeks, but more commonly six to eight weeks. So if a woman finds out she's pregnant when she is four weeks you know, pregnant, which would be sort of right about the time she would have missed that first period. Mm -hmm. She's only four weeks then. So when she calls, it's quite possible that next appointment won't be scheduled for another two to four weeks. That's completely appropriate. Mm -hmm. There isn't really a lot, um, medically speaking, that we would be doing prior to that for routine prenatal care. Yeah.
0: I remember um, the first time I called when I was pregnant with the twins, which I I got care outside of this health system, but I I called and I was so nervous and anxious and they like, I didn't like want to say it out loud, right? Because I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it might not happen." So the nice lady into the phone. I was like, "Hi, I think I might be pregnant." <laughs> She said, why do you think that? I said, I've taken five pregnancy tests and they're all positive. And she was like, honey, you're you're pregnant. You're pregnant, yeah. I was like, "Mm -hmm." okay, can I have an appointment, please? It was so awkward. But yeah, I can feel like a lot of people probably have a similar like kind of anxiety about calling, excited, but still a little like, oh, I can't believe this is happening kind of a thing for sure. So you kind of mentioned weeks. And I know when we talk about trimesters, those are broken up by weeks. When we first talk about first trimester, Mm -hmm. what weeks are those generally?
1: Yeah, so first trimester is going to typically be, um, and honestly, if you look at it, it has a couple different definitions, but the, I think the most widely accepted one is zero weeks to 13 weeks plus six days. Um, so almost completed 14 weeks. And then second trimester is from 14 weeks to 27 weeks and six days. And then third trimester is 28 weeks and beyond.
0: Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Sort of divided up. Um, and I remember we were really excited about like the sizes of fruit.
1: Oh yes. (laughs) Right. Or Uh like what? It's always the analogy is fruit.
0: Right. Why is it all? I mean, I don't know.
1: Um, it's always fruit, but I think initially like fruits are nice and round. It actually gets a little bit harder. And when you look, there's a lot of vegetables when you get to like later in pregnancy, um,
0: as part of the analogy situation Mm -hmm. or pineapple or yeah. So when we're in first trimester, like what, how big are we talking?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, Looking, I mean, a very early pregnancy, so let's say that four weeks, Mm -hmm. um, which is going to be four four weeks of pregnancy, and this gets complicated, is two weeks Um, post-conception.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the
1: math gets weird um, and... Can be hard to understand. I remember but, being
0: really surprised by that when I first yeah. found out I was pregnant. I'm like, wait, I thought it was oh a yeah. bread. And then like yeah. trying to figure out the months based on that too. I absolutely and people are like, well, how many months are, are yeah. am I? And like, I was I, like, well, oh, we don't really think in months, we
1: think in weeks. Yeah. But really, we say pregnancy is 40 weeks, but you're only pregnant 38 weeks of that. Because yeah. the first two weeks you're not actually Doesn't pregnant count. yet. Yeah. It's complicated. Yeah. And you don't really need to know the details of it. Absolutely. But um, you know, four weeks of pregnancy, four weeks gestation, it's about the size of like a poppy seed. So we're talking like those little tiny poppy seeds on your everything bagel. Mm-hmm. Um we get to eight weeks and we're looking at something closer to like a raspberry. Um so certainly smaller than a strawberry though, mm-hmm. maybe blueberry size. Yeah. Um and then oh I I wrote some notes because I couldn't remember the exact <laughs> fruits and then I couldn't read my own writing. Right. It's classic doctor there for you. Um 12 weeks, a plum. So sort of apple sized. Okay. And that gets you through it the feels first like a lot trimester. between 8 and 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of growth happening then.
0: Yeah, must be why you're so tired. That right? makes sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: You're your a person inside of you.
0: Right, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, so is there anything that mom shouldn't be doing during this time or that you'd encourage her to start doing if she hasn't already? Like she knows she's pregnant, but maybe like waiting until she that eight-week point. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. So um, first of all, she's not already taking a prenatal vitamin. I want to encourage her to start a prenatal vitamin. Ideally, it should be a prenatal vitamin that is solid, meaning not a gummy or a chewable. Gummies or chewables typically don't have any iron in them. Um, And most over time, most pregnant women will become iron deficient, become anemic. Um, The... Regular, typical prenatal vitamins that you swallow have iron in them and women are going to ultimately need that. Um, but most importantly, you need to have the folic acid. The folic acid that's found in all prenatal vitamins um, and it is found in the gummies and the chewables is um, what helps with spinal cord development. Um, and that actually happens in those first four to six weeks and you that's very early in that pregnancy that that's occurring. So... Ideally, she's already taking that vitamin, but if not, starting that right away can be helpful. If she's unable to tolerate the the normal vitamins that you swallow because um, some of them are big and then the nausea starts, mm-hmm. then you can go ahead and certainly do um, a gum urochewable. chewable. Those tend to be a little bit easier on the stomach mm-hmm. um, and we'll just deal with any iron deficiency that pops up later on with an iron supplement. So definitely I want her to be doing that. Um, I want her to, if possible, stop any lifestyle activities that may be detrimental. Specifically, once we have a positive pregnancy test, we need to stop drinking alcohol. Um, it's okay to drink alcohol while um, socially, you know, not um, binge drinking, but socially not abusing, but just using alcohol um, while you're trying to become pregnant. There's nothing wrong with that. But then um, once you find out you're pregnant, you need to stop. And then if you're smoking, using nicotine, vaping, or certainly using any sort of illicit drugs, um, if you're able to stop that, Um, that can be helpful, especially the vaping and the tobacco. Um, And again, the illicit drugs. If you are using um, medication-assisted treatment for substance use disorder, we don't want to stop that while you're pregnant. So if you're a a woman with substance use disorder is taking methadone or Suboxone or Subutex, I don't want her to stop that or wean that um, prior to seeing her doctor. That's important. Um, I'd rather her be using those than to try to stop and then have some sort of uh, relapse. Mm-hmm. It would be much more dangerous. Yeah. Um, in general, if a pregnant woman is using any sort of like chronic medications for um, chronic medical problems, um, calling her doctor who prescribes them, And if she's already had this discussion like we talked about with our preconceptual visit, um, if she's already had this discussion calling her doctor who prescribes them so that she can find out whether or not those are safe and whether or not she should continue Mm -hmm. those um, as she waits to get into her OB for that first visit is probably a good idea. Especially diabetes medications or high blood pressure medicines. Mm. There are definitely some of those that we wouldn't want women using in pregnancy, even early pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, if she's on medications for mood disorder, the majority of those are safe to stay on and I wouldn't recommend she stop those without being instructed to um, because we might be looking at a bad setback if she does that yeah. um, and it's just unnecessary.
0: That's good to know. I think a lot of people think that if they're on mm-hmm. something for depression or anxiety, they either shouldn't get pregnant or if they do, they should be Stop taking We hear that a lot. A lot, yep. And I, I always just, my heart hurts for those women. Yes. I'm just like, it, getting pregnant, like the hormones involved in that mm-hmm. situation are not yeah. going to make your mental health better. <laughs>
1: like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> There's great data that if you um, need these medications for mood disorder prior to pregnancy, you need them while you're pregnant and certainly postpartum. Mm-hmm. And there, there are a few that are unsafe, but the vast majority are safe. And if you're on one of the very few that are unsafe, we transition you to a safe one. Yeah. Um, but we want to treat that. That's really important to continue that treatment. It um, goes back to the whole, I can't have a healthy baby till I have a healthy mom yes. um, sort of mindset.
0: Absolutely. I yeah. love it. Um, so, you know, she's going to have that initial visit somewhere between six and eight weeks, mm-hmm. maybe a second visit a month later in that mm-hmm. first trimester. Outside of those regular routine visits, what are kind of like the hit list of reasons to yeah. call your doc outside Absolutely. of
1: that? Yeah. So the things I want to know about specifically are going to be um, bleeding, like a period. It's going to be completely normal to have a little bit of light spotting in early pregnancy, um, especially after intercourse, after um, intense exercise, um, certainly after any sort of like pelvic exam that might be done, um, the tissue of the cervix itself is really sort of fragile in early pregnancy. And we use the word friable. And so just touching it will cause it to bleed at times. So if it's a little bit of light spotting, that really isn't a concern. If, um, But if it's heavier, if it's more like, oh, this feels like the first day of a period, mm-hmm. that can be concerning. So I definitely want to know about that. I want to know about significant pain, especially pain on either one side or the other, Um, sort of more commonly like sharp pain, um, not just cramping, but something that's truly a painful sensation, that can be a sign of an ectopic pregnancy. So Mm. a pregnancy in the fallopian tube um, rather than in the uterus where it belongs. And until we've done the first ultrasound, which often will happen at the first visit, but as you're waiting for that first visit, we don't know for certain that that's not what's going on.
0: Mm.
1: Now, it is really normal in early pregnancy to have a lot of menstrual cramping sensations. That's not what I'm talking about. That is a normal thing. But if it's more one side or the other, it hurts, you know, to touch or move, I definitely want to know about that. If, if you try taking some Tylenol and it doesn't get any better, those are things to call me
0: about. Excellent, excellent.
1: And then probably the final thing, sort of in that very early pregnancy is nausea and vomiting, and that's just intolerable. (sighs) It is really common to start to get some nausea starting by about six or seven weeks. Those pregnancy hormones get to their highest point right around 10 to 12 weeks. And so seven, eight, nine weeks, those hormones are going up and women are feeling worse and worse. Mm -hmm. Um, It's okay to vomit when you're pregnant. It's okay to be nauseated, but I don't want somebody to be miserable and I can make it better. Yeah. So if it's just a little bit here and there, you're fine. If you're vomiting 20 times a day, oh my gosh, call so mm-hmm. I can make it better. I've got over-the-counter mm-hmm. meds. I've got prescription meds. I've got a lot of stuff that we can offer yeah. um, to try to help
0: women out with that. Yeah, the things we go through. I know. Bring these humans Exactly. The world. things. right. Going oh, up 20 times a day? No, thank you. <laughs> um, so during those first few visits, what do those typically look like yeah. in a healthy pregnancy mm-hmm. without any like yeah. high-risk stuff? So
1: it can vary, um, but what you should probably expect with that very first visit, um, is you're going to have a detailed history taken, um, at my office. That's actually done over the phone by a nurse prior to the first visit with the doctor. Um, just that way we can sort of get some of that going before you see me. I don't have to spend my time necessarily doing that. I get to spend more time, you know, doing other things. Um, but a detailed history, there may be a physical exam involved. That could be as, um, you know, complete as what you might get with like a full annual exam, so like a head-to-toe exam. Sometimes it's simply a pelvic exam. Um, certainly if you are due for a pap smear and that's not been done, you know, um, we, we'll use pregnancies sometimes as an opportunity just to catch women up on routine health care that they might have missed over the last few mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. But you won't necessarily have an exam at the very first visit. It will very much depend on the individual person, their age, what they need done, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Yeah. At most OB offices, there will also be an ultrasound done at that very first visit. This will determine the due date or help to determine the due date. The first ultrasound due date is always more accurate than any later ultrasound due dates. So that helps us figure that out. This, Assuming you are in your first trimester, um, there's not much else you can see on ultrasound besides... Mm -hmm how big we're looking so mm-hmm. we get a due date and then that if, if there's a good heartbeat. We can't see um, the sex yet. We can't see the development of everything yet. Mm-hmm. It is only for that reason. Yeah. Um, so you'll typically have that if you're very early in your pregnancy, as early as six weeks or so, many times that ultrasound actually has to be done vaginally. After about eight eight weeks though, it can usually be done abdominally. Mm-hmm. So women shouldn't be surprised if you know they're asked to have a vaginal ultrasound done at that first visit. That can yeah. sometimes surprise them.
0: It's- it is a surprise. Yeah. Let me just tell mm-hmm. you, like, you're like, that's not how yeah. they do it on <laughs> what, TV. Yeah,
1: none of that. And it's not nearly as bad as I think it sounds. Yeah. But if you're just not prepared for it, it's, just, oh, okay. Oh, oh. This is what's happening now.
0: Like, it is normal.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's completely worry. normal. Um, yeah, my office, my ultrasound techs will try abdominally. But if um, somebody ends up being only six weeks, that we can't see a heartbeat that early mm-hmm. abdominally, and we want to make sure that everything else is okay. So we end up doing um, a vaginal ultrasound. Yeah. yeah. Excellent um and then really just a long discussion with the doc um about you know early pregnancy stuff often what they can expect at future visits, how obstetric care is delivered at that office, because mm-hmm. there can be some nuances, um, you know, between offices um, and practices with things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, often, that very first visit is the longest visit. In my office, that visit's thirty minutes long, mm-hmm. um, but future visits are only five or ten minutes long if everything is going really well. So mm-hmm. you spend a lot more time there that first time,
0: unless the patient's like me <laughs> and walks in with like no, a laundry list of questions, not like, at "Hey, all. is this normal? Is this normal? Is this?" That's what we're there for. Will we I encourage people to bring
1: that list. Right. Yes. Otherwise you're going you to forget everything because pregnancy brain it. is a thing. <laughs> no, don't Dr. Google anything. No listener.
0: I would never Dr. Google things. Please don't do that. Please don't. No, I, I don't. I just text you. Um, <laughs> just kidding. So I think this has been a really good overview of, of what that first trimester mm-hmm. looks like for a lot of folks, for a lot of moms. Um, but what, if you had one thing. It's the most important thing that you'd like people to know about the first trimester. What would it be? Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a hard question. Um,
1: you know, <sighs> I think that the first trimester can be really hard, honestly. Um, you're so excited. Pregnancy is an amazing thing. You're, you're getting a baby out of it, so it is so worth it. But there's parts that are hard. The first trimester, I think, is the hardest, and a lot of it's about survival mode. You really can't do anything wrong you just have to get through it. Mm -hmm. And when you get into the second trimester, that's the golden trimester and it's all going to feel so much better. But this is just, you're going to feel bad and that's okay to feel bad. You're going to get there and you're going to get your baby out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's, it's all about survival to begin with. Right.
0: I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you're not really that pregnant. So oh, no. Yeah. You feel it, trust me. Those hormones are sky high. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yes. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Join us next time when we chat with Amy Marine about childcare. Thanks.